Arizona football enters their bye week with a winning record of 4-3 after taking down Washington State 44-6 this past Saturday night. The statement win marked the largest margin of victory against a ranked opponent on the road in program history. So far this season, while the Arizona offense has been undoubtedly productive, the defense has gained so much attention because of the incredible strides that it has made. A name in that defense that comes up week after week has been Martel Irby. Last month, I sat down with Martel to hear about his story firsthand, a story about chasing your dreams, working hard, and having faith to do so. The uncut version of that interview is now featured on this episode of the Wildcat Rundown. You're an integral part of this team on the field. You're a team captain. You were just put on a scholarship. If I told you all of this last January, would you have believed me? No, ma'am, probably not. <laughs> I wouldn't have believed you. Um, last January, I was, I didn't really know where I was, you know, um, mentally, let alone, you know, physically. And, you know, it was just a lot going on. So for, for me to look back and see how much has transpired, it's just, it's just a blessing, you know. Um, I wake up every day with a smile on my face despite how I'm feeling. Every day is not easy, but just knowing that, look how far God has brought me, you know. So I, I oftentimes, I try and utilize that, you know, with the interactions that I have, the relationships that I'm building, not only with my teammates, but like everyone in the building, you know, because uh, I just want to share that. I want everyone to have that mindset, like we're blessed to be doing this. like. This is a once in a lifetime opportunity and I, I walked away from it, you know? So to be blessed with another one, it's like, it, it just gets a lot, you know, sometimes. But yeah, I'm just, I'm just thankful. I couldn't have pictured it. I couldn't have, for sure. I wanna hear more about this story because every coach, every player talks about, first of all, you're just an amazing teammate and leader. But then second of all, they mention that you just are so inspirational, that you share your story, you're vulnerable with the team, but you're also pushing them to be their best. So I think we should start, what did your childhood look like? Childhood. Um, I was raised with both my parents in the household until like about my senior year, but um, I was with my siblings, you know? I did everything with my siblings. We played every sport you could name, basketball, we did track. Uh, the only thing I didn't do was soccer, we played baseball. I remember t-ball being extremely serious, like me and my brothers, you know? So everything. Um, so it was real, real, real competitive, but also on the other side of that, um, my mom is an educator and she had us, she made sure our schedules were busy, you know, so I did a lot of leadership things outside of school and, and I did music starting from a young age. I remember about like second grade, I got in trouble in my school, I was getting suspended and stuff, so my mom moved me to a music conservatory school in third grade. And you know, looking back, I'm so thankful, but at the time I hated it. I wanted to be in my neighborhood school with all my friends, but that's kind of where music was brought into my life. I started playing, I liked to record in third grade, but then it became the saxophone, trumpet, piano. Um, and then from there, I went to a music conservatory, like a performing arts middle school. Um, and I was there for six years. I was there from sixth grade to 12th grade. So I had dual curriculum. I had like music theory, I had piano, I had jazz band, I had, um, I had theater classes, like, you know, while also doing um, my academic stuff. So that was kind of, it, it's nothing new to me. You know, many people that just meet me, it's kind of like, dang, you're doing a lot. But 
that's when I feel most me because that's what I've been doing since I was what, 12, 13, you know? So yeah, that was, that was kind of the upbringing. And, and so I went to that school and they didn't even have sports. So I would get up, I'll go to that school and it's like sports didn't even matter to none of these people. <laughs> like no one cared about football, no one cared about sports. So it was just about art. So I, I was fully indulged in it. So then I played for my neighborhood school when I got into um, high school. So it was kind of like a dual life, to be honest. But um, it, was, it, was, it was exactly what I needed to be able to operate in a space like this now, you know, to be able to do both music and football. And I'm, I'm just thankful. And for football, you played both sides of the ball in high school, right? Yeah, I, I played anything. I would do anything just to be on the field. I didn't leave the field. Um, yeah, my, my, I did that my whole life, though. So again, that was, that was nothing that was new to me ever since, you know, flag, mighty might. I was playing D-line, I was playing running back, fullback, anything that I could just to, you know, have fun because that's what, it, that's what it was to me. It was a way to just have fun. And I feel like in the past, I lost sight of that when I was um, at my last institution. I lost sight of the fact that I'm doing this because I love it. I'm having fun. I get to act a fool. I get to be crazy with my friends, my teammates. And um, to be able to, honestly, what feels like me, reignite myself with that, that idea that this is fun, this is a blessing, you know. Um, here, I feel like that's why I'm operating the way that I am, because it could be here today and gone tomorrow, because it was. So, um, but yeah, just have a little fun with it. Mm. Yes, ma'am. Yeah, so when did it not become fun for you anymore? Um, I would say, I would say, Probably around COVID year, uh, I got contact traced twice. Um, I missed the season. I, I was coming back from a meniscus tear. Um, so that was the first time I'm like, dang, you know, I don't know how I'm feeling about football. And then came back, I got my position changed. And now I'm playing defense. And I started to, you know, like it again, you know, a little bit more. I feel like that was a great move for me. But then um, right, before, right before my final spring ball, I went home for spring break and I got in a car accident. And so um, I was, I came back, I was sitting on the side, I had a concussion, um, DC got fired, um, the nickel position was up in the air uh, at my last school. So I just was kind of feeling like everything was going against me and I lost sight of the fact that I'm blessed to play this. I lost sight of the fact that I, where I was, in spite of where I started, you know, how far I had come and my perspective was off. Um, my perspective was off tremendously. So I started focusing on the wrong things and I started to feel as though I just needed to step away because it was too much. My mind was, I was depressed, honestly, feeling like, dang, like I give my all to this and nothing seems to go my way, nothing seems to work out. So um, uh, I knew I was about to get my degree. So I got my degree and I said, okay, I'm gonna step away from the game, you know, just because I, I started having I, man, if I'm being honest, I started having thoughts that I shouldn't have, you know, behind the game, behind football, like not wanting to be here anymore, not wanting to do anything, not taking into consideration my family, all that I've accomplished, all the people that I was able to impact. So, um, yeah, I needed to step away. I needed to. And you used music to help you step away, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. So I know you put out a song about saying goodbye to football, but kind of what led up to that and what went into that production of that song? What led up to that? Um, I was with my, he's basically my little brother. Um, he went to college with me and we're very creative together. And I, I told him like, I think I'm about to walk away. And so we decided to make a whole production out of it um, from 
taking highlights that I had at UCLA to uh, shooting a video and and throughout the whole song, uh, the creation of the song, I learned a little bit how to mix it and, you know, master it a little bit. I was just trying to dive into my creative side as much as I can for this one song, you know, so that it so that it would make sense a little bit about what I was gonna be doing when I walked away. I'm just I'm just trying to find me. I just wanna be me and music is a huge part of that. Um, so yeah, we I made the song, I recorded it back home in San Diego, then uh, went back to school, uh, recorded some pieces on the practice field and we just kinda put it together, uh, stayed up, made that happen. But yeah, it was more so just like I'm more than football, you know? It was I wasn't trying to hurt no one, rub anybody the wrong way, but me, Martel Irby, I'm more than just football, you know, so I don't, I don't really know how to explain that to most people, but I feel like that was the best way for me to uh, display that. No, it was phenomenal. I mean, you told your story with it too. Was it almost therapeutic in a way too, to like process that and say goodbye to a big part of you? Because football, well, it's not you, it's not Martel Irby. It is, you know, it was a big part of your life. Yeah, um, I feel like that was a, although it, 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 it seemed as though like it was everything it needed to be in that moment, you know, music and everything like that, it wasn't, it wasn't. And uh, it did help though, it did help in music in that song. And I went on to later uh, make like an album and things like that. So music was, was what kept me afloat. So, um, yeah, I'm thankful for music. I'm thankful for that being something that God's blessed me with to be able to do. You know, I'm still growing in that, trying to figure out how I want to make that, you know, um, what, I, what I desire for it to be. But yeah, it helped me tremendously, giving me something to approach the same way I approach football. I'm waking up late nights, you know, in the studio. Um, yeah, yeah. What else got you out of that time where you just, you were in a, a darker place and you weren't having fun anymore? I would have to say, one, for sure, my faith. Like, I don't, I don't know how to sugarcoat it, just being able to spend time with, with like, my mentor. I would even say my little brother's my mentor. He's so spiritually mature, but spending time with people that are focused on things outside of the sport. I began to tie my faith in, in God's love to football, and that's not, that's not what it is, you know? Regardless of how this goes, God's gonna love me the same, and I started to lose sight of that, like, dang, like, you know, like, dang, God, why is this not working out for me time and time again? Why, why am I getting in a car accident? Why am I this, that, and the third, dealing with all of this stuff? Like, I feel like I give my all to this, you know? So being able to step back and realize, like, this is a game, Martel. You know, this is a game that you are blessed to be able to play at such a high level. And, you know, it's taken me so far, brought me so far from where I grew up. Um, but yeah, being able to step away and indulge in that and spend time with my family and, and my loved ones and, you know, just take a load off, you know, a bit. So I feel like that was really what helped me, what helped me. What did the timeline look like from graduating, being done with football to deciding, okay, maybe I want to go back? Yeah, so I graduated in March. I'm in LA. Um, I have some people that I was connected with, so I picked up a camera. And I started like doing photography, videography, and just doing that, you know, just being creative alongside making music. So I was doing that for probably about until, man, probably from March, June, March, June, July. I did it all the way until probably like August. And then that was probably like, cause football came back on. 
So I initially I'm watching football, I'm like, dang, like, this is crazy. But a part of me began to like love it. Like I don't gotta play. Like I don't gotta know the plays. I don't gotta know what's going on. I don't gotta study none of that. But then towards the end of the season, so about like December-ish, that was when I started thinking like, if I wanna do this, like if I wanna play football again, I gotta make a decision right now. You know, so I seen people signing, I seen uh, like grad transfers and things like that. So then I started reaching out to all the coaches I knew, like, okay, I want to play, like, hey, like, you got a spot for me, things like that. And then eventually I reached out to Coach Nancy, and Coach Nancy was my coach at UCLA. So when I reached out to Coach Nancy, he, he was like one of the few that hit me back. And he told me, like, I don't have a scholarship for you, Martel. Like, I know you was on scholarship, you know, all of your career at UCLA, but I don't have a scholarship. So initially when he told me that, I'm like, all right, hit me when you got a scholarship. <laughs> you know, that's how, that's how I kind of interpreted it, because that's just, you know, where I was at. And probably like, a week or so went by and I just started thinking like how how impactful that would be for me too, you know, just coach you got a spot. I don't even need a scholarly, like like just banking on myself, betting on myself, betting on my faith. Like once he hit me back, he told me that, I said, okay, yeah, it's good. I know my grades are good. I graduated with like a three one, something like that. I said, okay, coach, just put me in contact with the right people and I'll handle the rest. Like He's like, okay, okay, man, I didn't stop. You guys coach Kafusi. I didn't stop hitting him since that day, like, you know? So, yeah, it was probably about December, December-ish. And, man, the rest is, the rest is kind of history. I, I ended up, um, as soon as they hit me back, I spent the last of the money that I had to uh, get, a, get a Kia, get my car. Um, I drove out here. And I was staying with my dad in Phoenix. And um, it, was, it was good. It was good because I was with my family, but... I knew that in order for me to be what I needed to be, in order to become what I needed to, I was like 230, you know, I was overweight. Um, I needed to lock in completely. So I told my dad before I was even on the team, like, oh, dad, I'm gonna go stay with some of my teammates. I drove my Kia out to Tucson. I'm staying in like the parking lot of like Planet Fitness and um, Target and I'm just waking up, I'm showering there, I'm waking up, just working out. You feel me? I'm working out. Spending, you know, bro, this is crazy. Um, yeah, bro. I did that for probably all of January, cause I compliance from UCLA and things like that had to get fixed. I was just doing that every day, and I had like a little sheet. Okay, I need to get down to this, get down to this. I was just running, working out for like a month, and then eventually, uh, okay, you need a lease. I'm like, how am I gonna get a lease, bro? Like, so I had some stuff in my car, had shoes. Things like that. I asked my brother for money. I sold the shoes. I sold some clothes and stuff. Like, I'm going to get this lease. You feel me? I went to one spot. I'm like, dang, I don't want this. This is too bad. Like, I need to at least be okay. My mental health needs to be good at least. So I ended up finding a spot. You know, I sent it to Josh. He's like, okay, boom. I came. My first event was the Habitat for Humanity, like February, uh, like the first week of February. So, yeah. And, and even from there, that was just the beginning. Like, looking back, that was just the beginning. So, um, it's just, it's just a testament. God's grace, like to now be sitting in front of you. I'm on scholarship, like I'm a team captain. Like I couldn't love my situation more, you know? So I just, I really just wanna, I really just want to let people know, like if you bank on God and you believe in yourself, like anything is possible, you feel me? Cause that's what I've been operating on since January, since, I got here, you know, and now it's September. Oh my goodness, Kenzie. 
Oh my goodness, but yeah, I'm just thankful. Like beyond measures, words don't even really put, give it justice. It doesn't even give it justice, but um, yeah, it's crazy. It's incredible. It is crazy. And you were working yeah. during this time too. What yeah. were you doing? Okay, so um, yeah, cause I got the lease, but that was just the beginning. I still got to pay rent. So um, whenever I could, I was doing security. I was taking pictures, like whenever I could, like, and I didn't even, I didn't charge, I didn't want to charge my teammates cause like they're my brothers, you know? So I didn't charge them. So I was just finding random people. Like I would go out, you know, I take pictures, find ways I could take pictures for them, just get a couple hundred, you know, so that I could make it make sense. Okay, I would work for one security company and then I'm like, ah, oh, I can't go to work, like practice, you know? So I wouldn't hit them back or something. I get fired, I find a new security. Like bro, I was just making it make sense. Like I was really just, making it make sense and um, working for like the frats, like, you know, securing their parties and stuff like that. Like, I didn't did it all. <laughs> I didn't did it all, Kenzie, for real. I didn't did it all. It's just crazy. It's crazy. That is insane because you're waking up for what, 6 a.m. runs? Yeah. And you're barely sleeping barely and you're just, and you're grinding away. I just had to keep going. Something nice was what? Didn't get off security till like two, but like, I know I gotta get up 6, 6.30, like, you know, but I just, I knew it would be worth it. I knew it would be worth it. It was. It and was. then it became very obvious, especially towards the end of the spring and now this summer, that you were going to be an important part of this team. People kept mentioning your name. You're performing well. What was it like to find out that your team voted you to be a team captain? It didn't really hit me when it happened, you know? Um, but, like, sitting with it and realizing, like, 100 plus kids, you know, 100 plus young men. Like, they want me to be a part of leading them to where we feel like we can go. You know, that was kind of like, dang, like, on top of everything else, like, being you is also an asset to this team, to the people around you. Like, they want you to just be you. That was also something that was, I felt was kind of like a, a lot for me, but you know, just taking it one day at a time, you know, I don't gotta come every day and you know, and inspire the world, you know, nothing like that, but just being Martell consistently, you know, because that's, that's all they've witnessed since I got here. So um, kind of trying to approach it like that and making, not making it a burden, but a blessing, you know, like, you know, you learn as you go. Some things you can't do, some things, you, you know? So um, that, that for sure was, that was big to me. You know, I've never, uh, I've never been a captain, maybe high school, you know, but in college I've never been, you know, held with such esteem. So that was, that was, that was a blessing for sure. That's cool, I love my team, I love my team. And then before the NAU game, you get told at a team meeting that you're getting put on scholarship. What? Thoughts, did you see it coming? Did you, just emotions? I feel like that was, that was, I didn't see it coming. I didn't think he, I didn't think Coach Fish was gonna do that. Cause you know, I thought he was just gonna have me talk to the team when he called me up, cause he's done it. Like we've done it so many times. Like Irv say something, you know, so that's kind of what I thought it was. And so like, it was just like a weight lifted off my shoulders. You know, it's not like um, I'm doing, I was doing this by myself, you know? So it's just like, dang, like not only do I not have to do that anymore, these people believe in me, they see me, you know, like, it just, it just makes me want to go even harder. It makes me want to do even more because it's like, I was going to do it. I was going to do it regardless, Kenzie. I was going to do it regardless. So to say that you're going to help me and like, you know, 
make it a lot easier for me, bro. Like, it was just, I was just thankful, bro. I hugged <laughs> Coach Fitz so tight, bro. I think I hugged him like twice. <laughs> I think I might have hugged him twice. And then, um, you know, just, you know, he, he walks away and I be, I'm just able to talk to the team, like, and just share a little bit of what I share with you. That like, no matter what the circumstance may be, if you believe in yourself, put the work in and trust God and continue to go, like, we can take this as far as we want. You know, and I feel like, I feel like for my mental, for my mental health, honestly, like getting put on, put on scholarship allowed me to step even more into that. You know, I want to give more. I want to do more. I'm not satisfied. You know, that's not, that's not what I was chasing. That's not, <laughs> that's crazy. That's not what I was chasing. I just, I just wanted to play ball. I wanted to do this again. I want to be a part of this and make this as, as memorable of a year as we can, you know, together. So. The scholarship, that was crazy, you know, being able to call my family and stuff like, bro, I, I did it, bro. Like, I got a scholarly, like, that's crazy, you know? So, yeah, un, un, unexplainable, unexplainable, <laughs> Unexplain, un, unbelievable. You know, and I try not to even think about it. Like, I, I, I want to stay present because I could be like, dang, I came here at this, I did this. Look at how much I've done, you know, but it's not about that, you know? I. I and I oftentimes pray that God keeps me present, you know, that I don't get caught up in any of that because there's more work to be done. There's more work to be done, more lives to impact, more people to influence, um, yeah. So what is your goal for this season now? Ah, uh, my goal is to have fun every moment that I'm out here. Cause uh, I don't know what's gonna happen next. We was just talking about this, I don't know. I have no idea. But I do know that I have a chance to lead my teammates, you know. I do have a chance to play football, the game that I've been playing since I was five. Um, if you were to tell me, like you said last January, that this is where I would be, there's no way that I would have believed it. So I just want to embrace it every moment from the coaching moments with Akina <laughs> yelling at me, telling me I need to do my job to uh, laughing in the locker room with my teammates. I want to embrace it all. That's my goal. What do you want the guys to take away from your story? I want, I want the guys to, It's hard for me not to talk about faith, Kinsey. Talk about it. It is. It's you. I, I want them to understand that a relationship with Christ is not tied to your performance. Mm -hmm. um, I want them to understand that a relationship with Christ, the love that he has for us is never going to change. It's always going to be there. And I, bro, I, I fall short, you know? I want them to know that it's okay to fall short though. I'm still growing. There's so many things about me that I'm working on, you know, but in the midst of all of that, I cling to that. I cling to my relationship with Christ. Um, I want them to, I want them to know that you can do it. Like no matter what no one says about anything, football or not in life, it's possible. It's gonna take, <laughs> it is going to take work. It's gonna take a lot of work, but it's possible, and that's all I needed to hear, is that I got an opportunity, I get a chance, and I want them to be able to 
operate like that in every avenue of life. Because a lot of people, you know, college football is as far as it goes. But as a father, you feel me, as, as a man, like, don't, don't fold on yourself. Don't fold on yourself. Do not fold on yourself. Let everyone fold on you. Don't fold on yourself. Keep going. Because eventually it'll make sense. Just stay down. Just stay down. Keep going and uh, have fun with it. Embrace all the different seasons that life throws at you because they're changing. <laughs> you know, you never know where life is going to take you. So I want them to, you know, bank on faith, bet on themselves, and uh, be present. Take things one day at a time, one moment at a time. You know, don't get too caught up in the past mistakes or the fear of the future. Just let's just be present, you know? Let's just be present.